This week, I sat down with Adele Bates. She is an amazing educational and behavioural psychologist who works with pupils with behavioural needs and helps them to thrive in education. Adele is also a graduate of the Red School Menstruality Leadership Programme and this is what our conversation was really about. We dived into a huge journey of what is a cycle, a menstrual cycle map, how it can support um, ourselves, pupils, students, uh, teachers in the education system, how it can be a tool of self-care and self-awareness. We dived into some great um, tools and anecdotes of how teaching these maps in schools looks like. And it was just, yeah, a really exciting conversation. So I'm excited for you to hear it. And Adele has some amazing tips and ideas. You can also check out a lot of what she talks about in our um, show notes. So enjoy the show. So hello Adele Bates, welcome to our Crossing the Threshold podcast. It's such a pleasure to be here in conversation with you today. Uh, I just love you to do a little introduction to our listeners to give them a little bit of a an insight into who you are and then we can really dive into um, why we're sitting here today. Yes. So I'm excited about this podcast because um, I'm wearing two hats. You may not be able to see me at home, but I am wearing two hats. So the first one is the one that I can uh, very easily introduce. So I'm a behaviour and education specialist. So that means I work with young people who have that behaviour in schools and in the classroom that might just be a little bit tricky for some of the teachers and the staff who work with them. So um, I work in schools with, I work in some special schools with students with what we call SEMH, which is social, emotional, mental health issues. So these are young people who are often, have often been excluded from a mainstream school or for some, I'm working with one kid who's been um, excluded from six mainstream schools, which is, is quite an incredible record and says something about our system. But anyway, there we go. Um, so I do that part of the time. And then the rest of the time I am writing my book. That's what I'm focusing on right now, which is called Miss I Don't Give a Shit. And that is a behaviour guide, essentially. And it's for mainstream teachers who are working with those challenging young people who they've got them in their classroom and maybe they're the kind of kids who are on the edge of exclusion and they're really not responding very well to any of the usual um, strategies put in place for behaviour. So that's the book. And then the rest of the time I'm I'm leading conferences, trainings, etc. And I've got online offerings and things as well. So that's one hat. <laughs> and then the other hat um, is... I am a menstruality mentor and I get that wonderful title from having graduated from the menstruality leadership program and that is with a fantastic organization called Red School and they are we're going to go into it in a bit but they are all about menstrual cycle awareness and how we can use that as a self-care tool um, for ourselves and how I use it so there's the crossover of the hats within education. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that and, and giving some detail around it. I mean, yeah, that's how I came to you because I was out there kind of with a curiosity around 
you know, what are we doing to address uh, talking about menstrual cycles in education with young women and also I guess in that context of rites of passage and really stepping from kind of youthhood into adulthood or um, girl into woman and that's that's where we came across each other so I'm really delighted to kind of dive into that and I just want to really find out from you what is it that drives that passion for you around menstrual cycle? It's a good question because I think now I'm going to take myself back to my kind of late teens, early twenties. Uh, I was, I mean, I still am, but I was so driven at that time. And I was a machine, like nothing would stop me. I was so focused on my career and my work. And, um, and then I got to 26 and I started displaying symptoms, um, issues with my menstrual cycle that my mum had had at the same age. Uh. My mum at that time, at the age of 49, was going through a full hysterectomy. And I made the decision at that point that I did not want to go down that path. I mean, I I had watched, I remember as a child watching my mum having two week-long migraines around her cycle, having a period every two weeks, having um, like two long weed, two week long bleeds. You know, I, I, it was very much in my experience as a child, just watching my mom really struggle with her menstruality. And yeah, I got to that age and I mean, I was very stubborn still because I was very like, Oh gosh, I don't want to talk about periods. And <laughs> God, it seems really girly and I just need to get on with my career. That's, that was very much where my brain was. And, um, but my body said otherwise. So I started to get um, excruciating pains, firstly, about my bleed. I then started getting pain when I ovulated. So that's the, so if you think of your bleed, um, that's around what we call day one, when you first start bleeding. And then the other side of that cycle, you're ovulating, you're releasing an egg. And um, I was starting to get pain around then as well. And I was starting to have little spots of blood during that time. Um, and there was there was this kind of increasing tension and pain around things to do with my menstrual cycle. So I did what anyone does, and I went to the doctors, <laughs> and um, I got prodded and poked very intimately, uh, not pleasant. And I was taken to a specialist, and I was taken to the hospital, and I had scans and all just like I had all sorts of things, only to be told at the end of it there's nothing wrong with you and I remember that day and luckily they weren't all like this but the the nurse who was working with me at that time she was absolutely lovely and she said yeah there's there's nothing really there you're all fine um but what that said to me was that means you you're a bit batty you know you're having what all these pains and things and 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 yet there's nothing medically wrong with you that means it's in your head you know and and they actually upset me kind of more um and then I went to another doctor and he said um oh he was a piece of work gentleman who didn't know about speaking to women um or non-binary people about their health and um his response was well we do sometimes have pain when we ovulate and I just questioned him and said we and he said yes we the human race and I just went, I, I ran out of that doctor's office. I was like, I, I can't be here. 
So then it was um, one day I was on the floor writhing. I love that word, but it was true. I was on the floor writhing with pains just before a bleed. And I didn't know what else to do. I'd been to the doctors, I'd done all this stuff. And I just so happened to have a Brighton Fringe. I live in Brighton in the UK, um, a Brighton Fringe program. And on it was a workshop for creativity with the menstrual cycle. Yeah. And I mean, in my head, I was thinking, hippie, blooming women, <laughs> this isn't going to work for me. Blah, blah, blah. But I was so desperate by this point because I was in such physical agony that the doctors had told me didn't essentially didn't really exist um so i booked onto that and little did i know <laughs> this was nine years ago that this was the start of my journey with red school and a long story short but within not very long a couple of years i went from that all that all those kind of pains and symptoms that i'd had to being not just pain-free around my period that and this is what's exciting about menstrual cycle awareness being pain-free around your period is not even the best bit (laughs) (laughs) so now i use my cycle to be completely empowered and productive and led with my vision in my purpose in life like it becomes this whole other um I want to say map, I want to say self-care, I want to say spirituality in some cases. And the way that menstrual cycle awareness has worked for me and the way that Red School teach this is it it becomes this most incredible, empowering tool. And uh, so that brings me, yeah, that's that's how I ended up with it. (laughs) Wow, thank you for sharing that. I mean, what I really heard of that is like a real turning because if we look at kind of in our western society there's such a taboo around menstruating around periods it's like almost like we go it we go away and we hide away and it's it's so related to pain or it's not really talked about or it's just addressed a bit in science and he he you've gone through a lived experience of turning that completely around and almost like when you're bleeding you're out there and you're in your power so yeah I I'm really curious to know how how you take some of that work and awareness of the empowering um, addressing menstruation in an empowering way when we're in a very kind of taboo focused um, society and in education, what does that look like in formal and informal education? So there's quite a few um, areas and angles. And I think that it all comes down to menstrual cycle awareness itself. So I'm just going to give a brief explanation of what that is. Tell us us about that. I think our listeners can can learn something. Get your notes out, listeners. (laughs) Yes. So menstrual cycle awareness is the key to everything, essentially. And all it is, it's really simple. You can start it today. Um, All it is, is knowing where you are in your cycle. So as I said, the bleed, we call day one. Okay, and then you go through your cycle each day, um, marking and all women do this and non-binary people do this in all sorts of kinds of ways. Some people use apps, 
little note on that though some of them do use our data to sell things to us so mm. just check that out um some people do paintings some people do notes some people um love doing it in kind of numbers you know how i feel today or whatever and this process it i can remember i'm going to really take myself to when i started doing this um so when you first start doing it you're kind of a bit like what's going on what's the point of this how i do this and then two or three months down the line oh my goodness the the scenery falls away and you start to discover patterns mm. and with patterns you become empowered and another massive one and a lot of women and trans people and non-binary people experiences i think that pre um that coming up to your bleed there can be a lot of bloating yes oh i relate to that yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what body is this <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I remember as a kid, we used to take the mick out of my mum. We used to say, oh, mum's pregnant again, because she would she would swell that much. And I discovered, and this is so simple, if I eat gluten in the second half of my cycle, so that's from roughly day 14, day 15, um, if I eat gluten for that half of my cycle, then I will bloat. If I avoid it at that time, I do not bloat. It's as simple as that. And that has been one of the major health shifts for me in terms of pain, because the more I was bloating, the more pain I would then get when I was premenstrual. So that's the power of menstrual cycle awareness. It's finding your own patterns. And I will get to your question in a second. I wonder if I think this is a good time to actually say that Red School actually have a free gift on this. It's a beginner's ebook. Ooh. and yeah go grab it now and we can put it in our notes uh, oh fab, so, yes yeah. i'm gonna read it out with all the funny forward slashy doodahs um but essentially it's a very very simple practical tool to help you start this menstrual cycle awareness to help you find your own patterns because every every menstruating person will have a slightly different pattern and it's to do with your age it's to do with your um lifestyle your context all these factors whether you've given birth or not all these factors come in um so this is a really useful tool and yeah if you could pop it in the notes we will pop it in the notes so this cycle this map of the cycle really feels like you can turn that around in an empowering way and create quite a lot of deeper self-awareness which is oh massively that's a great way in to self-awareness because every you know young women or non-binary person has a relationship to a menstrual cycle so what an entry point (laughs) it is and then once you once you practice this menstrual cycle awareness for a few months you suddenly start realizing hang on a minute if i've got to do this really um so let's put back in the education context because i want to get back to your question so let's say i've got um i don't know a big piece of homework to do that i find really hard if i'm a student right once you know your own map you can start mapping in where's the best place to put that homework so if the homework needs lots of creativity and ideas it might be really good to put it in at more towards the start of your cycle just after the bleed but if it's the time where you need to go through it and edit, maybe you're doing a different uh, second draft or something, you just need to cut out the rubbish, 
that, my friend, you need to be in your premenstrual time, because at that point of your cycle, you're re you can really see through the. I was going to ask about this swear, but I've yeah, already said my you cycle. Definitely can. <laughs> you can swear welcome the, space. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of you can really um, see clearly what's in and what's out. So this is the exciting thing. Once you know your personal map, you can start and a very very small put things in in a time that works for the power of each part of the cycle. Now let's get back to bringing it into education. So I started practicing menstrual cycle awareness when I was freelance and when I was mainly working as an opera singer. So I also did the chart with my voice um, because um, the, the vocal cords and the voice are also massively connected to the cycle. So if you have a special interest, like maybe you're an athlete or a musician or something like that, um, definitely track this with your cycle. I think the um, England women's football team are now charting their cycles so that they can be working with that. More and more um, people who are using their bodies in perhaps a more extreme way, like opera or athletics or, or sport um, or dance, that they're, they're tracking this. And so yeah. I totally, you know, if you're a, a young a person who has got one of those interests, put that on as well. So when then I started, so I started menstrual cycle awareness when I was an opera singer, and then I went into, and I'd always, I've been teaching anyway, but then I crossed over into full time teaching, and it was really, really challenging. I'd always been self employed, I'd always been my own boss, so I'd got to this really comfortable place where I'd, I'd kind of planned my diary around my cycle, and suddenly I'm in a school where bells tell me when I'm allowed to go to the toilet yeah yeah not not my flow of my blood or what my mucus is doing but somebody else's bell <laughs> okay and it was so challenging initially because i just felt restricted and this really reminds me of one of the fantastic chapters in wild power and i'm just going to i've got the book here i'm going to make sure i get this absolutely right because i love their title um it's how the fuck do we live our cycle in a non-cyclical world? Mm, <laughs> so yeah. That chapter is there. And so I, that's how I felt when I walked into teaching. And it was really, really challenging. But the place to start with this is uh, another uh, concept that the Red School um, really advocates, which is the 1% shift. And this is the idea that, OK, you might not be able to change the system right now. You may, may not be able to change your life right now. Maybe you're a parent and you've got kids and there's stuff going on or you're in the middle of exams or whatever. You can't change everything to fit your menstrual cycle plan that you've now that you've got from your menstrual cycle awareness. So you start with a one percent shift. And that's what I did in my school. So I would just do things simply like, OK, there are some lessons that you teach where you need to be firing on all cylinders. Perhaps you're teaching a new, a new concept to young people. Uh, perhaps, you know, there's going to be a lot of challenge, a lot of questions. You need to be on it, on it, on it. So I just all I did was not plan that lesson during my bleed. So during my bleed, I plan perhaps a, a bit more of a, an easier lesson on me, which is perhaps when they're, I don't know, rewriting an essay doing a second draft i'm an english teacher um so it doesn't sound much but that difference between having to be up and engaged with every single child and actually being sitting at my desk leaving them to it it was the one percent shift that really really moved things and then because i could talk about this stuff all day and i don't know how we're going to keep this podcast down to 40 minutes <laughs> um but 
But then because I talk about this thing all day, I started to attract people who were interested in this. Mm. They would start to ask me questions. And so I'm talking now more about other female staff. I was about um, to say, because they're a big part of the system who are actually getting up and their energies transferring to the classroom. So exactly. And I started to have people come and ask me, what is this thing you're talking about? And I would introduce the menstrual cycle awareness. I would introduce um, the different, um, like the free gift. Um, and people started using it. And then people started asking me, which was great fun. And then what you start to do once you're communicating about this is you start to have a little um, kind of secret club. You have allies. The and I have school several, club. Yes. <laughs> and I have several friends now um, who we'll just check in it'll be like oh i'm you know perhaps something bad's happened i'm feeling wobbly i'm feeling scared and and one of my friends will always say to me where are you in your cycle and i say oh i'm in this point and they go okay what can you do for yourself then today what's what's the one percent and then you start to have if you, you know if you're talking about this you start to have a kind of it is a bit like a secret club um it's becoming less secret which is also really exciting um so then that started to happen within my community and then because of that i got asked it was brilliant there was this um science teacher who was actually a maths teacher he was 24 years old male and he had to teach the menstrual cycle to year sevens mixed class mixed gender class and i just said to him oh I, I, can i just you know can i ask how you're approaching this and his response oh my goodness i'll never forget this he went well, we did volcanoes last week, so I'm going to start with eruptions. <laughs> I'm live. I just, oh, I nearly screamed at him. I said, you cannot tell 11 and 12 year old girls that they're going to have an eruption inside of them. Like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, no. And I just very gently said to him, I've got quite a lot of experience about teaching about this. Um, could I teach this lesson? Oh dear. So then I taught this and it was very interesting because it was year seven. So that's 11 to 12 year olds. It was mixed gender. Um, and so it wasn't, and what's quite interesting is it wasn't in sex education. It was in science. So I had to, you know, adapt, adapt it for that. But it, I also wanted to make sure that um, the young people understood that this is a completely natural thing. So I actually started with the cycles and this is going to bring us on in a little while, I'm sure, to explain this. But nature has these cycles. So we have the seasons. We have night and day. We have, um, then there's the scientific one, like the nitrogen cycle and the oxygen cycle and all those kind of different things. And this can be a really, really useful map within education for us to talk about menstru menstruality. Now, some exciting things. We're now in September 2020 as we record this, which means the new relationship sex education, health education syllabus is now compulsory in all schools. Mm. A little bit late in coming, but we're there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, menstruation yeah. is part of that. We need to be teaching this stuff and we need to be teaching this stuff to all people. So the way I introduced it to the kids, I said, um, please, can you put your hand up if either you have periods, you think you're going to have periods, you have a sister who might have periods, you have a cousin who might have periods, you have a mum who might have periods, you have a partner who might have periods. And of course, everyone puts their hands up, right? Because the fabulous thing about menstrual cycle awareness, once you know your pattern, not only you can work with it, 
but the people around you can work with it. So it's really normalising. I mean, that's what young people really need and respond well to is normalising something natural that's happening. But it's, exactly. but it's this like taboo that's not getting talked about. So what a celebration that there is space within our curriculum yes. to do that. And So Shakespeare gave us one. I was teaching Romeo and Juliet and there is a line, I really hope I quote this right, I'm going to have English teachers writing in to complain, um, but it's something like, okay, so Romeo's dad says she hath not yet seen the change of 13 years. Ah. And so I, pr I, I proposed that question to my class. I said, what's he talking about? What's, like, this is when... Um, Paris wants to marry Juliet and the dad's saying or oh, like not yet she hath not seen the change of 13 years so talk, think about your rite of passage and yeah. changing from being a girl to being a woman for Juliet and I put that out there as a question of course and this was a year nine class they're like 13 or 14 they're like mm, don't know, don't know. and then I think one very brave child I think a girl put her hand up and said is, is it is it periods this matter yeah you know within lots of cultures and traditionally as I understand um we were more in like when we were more in tune with nature and um the natural cycles of our planet we were also more in tune with our menstrual cycle Absolutely. um and so I said yeah Shakespeare here is introducing how important menarche so that's the the first bleed starting menstruation um how important it is within society and you know, Juliet's dad, who obviously later on is not that nice to her, um, is considering this. And we had this fantastic conversation about, OK, so what does that first bleed symbolise? And what would it be like for Juliet? I mean, the fact that she was being married off at 13 was a whole other story. Um, but we had this wonderful discussion and I knew that it hit home when a lad in my class wrote about it in his essay wow wow that's and that was really exciting for me crazy. because i thought oh you know menstrual cycle awareness um can be really useful for all of us yeah. and and then going back to the behavior so i had um a colleague who just kind of sat down talking to me just general teacher chit chat and he said oh this this girl in my class i think she was i think it was like year 10 so kind of 15 uh, 14 15 and he said She's really turned around her behaviour, but just, oh, it's like once a month, she just, oh, I just lose her again. And I just looked at him and I said, have you got no ideas? He's like, no, no, I can't think what it is. Da, 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 da. And I'm there kind of pulling my hair up. I said, I said, and I was very gentle and I didn't go into it, you know, half the amount of depth I'm going into now. But I just said, maybe it's to do with her menstrual cycle. And I just gave him a few pointers of how at that particular time of the month, if he knows that's coming with her, he can just slightly account for it in, in his lesson. Yeah, and it, he did, and it worked. Yeah, so and, and male teachers approaching that yeah, is another really empowering, it's breaking yeah. more taboos. Yeah. I mean, you bring up two really interesting points, the menarche, the, the, that, that rite of passage in itself, when a girl gets her first bleed. And I'm sure we all remember the story of our first bleed, you know, what happened, where were we, how we responded to it, how it was responded to. But given it's such a marking and a kind of a crossing of a threshold in our journey of adolescence, I'm just, I, I wonder what you feel about how the importance of, of girls and women and um, 
marking it? Are, are they marking it? Like, what what are they doing to ritualize it? How are they recognizing it? I, mm. I'd just love to know, A, is that something that kind of comes up or what you think might be missing in our current society yeah. for that to happen, to empower young people around that? So it's something that Red School um, talk about a lot, that, um, and we call it, there's a menarchy ceremony. Okay, and and there are also other organisations who specifically work with um, this this area, and specifically also work with parents and carers who are supporting young people who are about to go through this. Um, and the reason that it's kind of so highly valued is is the the experience of many women um, and non-binary people shows us that how you first bleed can affect the pattern that you then repeat cycle after cycle after cycle. Now, if you are listening to this and you're thinking, my first bleed was hideous, maybe you had to hide it, maybe it wasn't welcomed, maybe um, society, for whatever reason, we live in a patriarchal society um, that does not honour and put this on a pedestal in the way that it could. If you're sitting there and thinking that and thinking, oh, no, that's it. I'm stuck in this Groundhog Day pattern. Please don't worry. Um, you can take that right up to having a full blown feathers, candles, everyone get naked in the blue moon ceremony. Or it can be as simple as um, actually when when you know a child who is, is about to menstruate or menstruate, just just kind of welcoming that as a positive thing. Yeah, like, how, how are you? Tell me your story. And ceremony is really carving out space to kind of recognise something, isn't it? And it's, I like how you said that it's, it's never too late. Um, no, no, not uh, at all. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a really nice, nice way for our listeners to kind of to, to think about that and mark that, uh, whether that's a, a start. I also pick up on something I'm seeing a lot in schools is there's a lot of often <laughs> disconnection between teachers and students. And I, I, unfortunately, I see quite a lot of conflict. And one of the things that I think can really bring <laughs> us together, and you, you mentioned it in supporting your ma- a male teacher, mm-hmm. is that, you know, teachers and students have periods. So... And because it affects behaviour and you link to that, I'd just love to know, like, how, maybe a tip on how to create connection in the classroom between teachers and students around that and actually kind of naming that, yeah, like, I'm also feeling a bit, like, off or maybe, Mm. like, a bit shorter and just kind of being able to name that and so I'd yeah. just love to know yeah. a tip or what that might look like for some of our listeners be it the students or teachers mm. and those who work in education or a parent even yeah I think it starts from we really have to start with what we feel comfortable with um so I'm aware that I'm quite an open person and I will talk about this all day and I feel happy with that and I, I'd like to give some examples of where that's been really beneficial for the students but not everybody does And so I think maybe as a teacher, using language around the same way as you would in any well-being and self-care piece. So you might say, I mean, there's a a, um, very, very small strategy that I offer for behaviour that would work really well for this, um, which includes no extra planning or workload. (laughs) And it's very, very simple. So all you do is when you take the register, 
I do not need to hear yes miss times 33. Yeah. That's really boring. So all I do is when I take the register is I say to them, please, can you just give me one word, one to two words about how you feel? And if you're working with teenagers, initially, they're going to be like, mm -hmm. okay, but you keep it going and you do it over a few lessons, over a few weeks, and then you start to find the gold. So instead of your smooths, I get all right, all right, all right, okay, bored. But then I might get nervous. Then I might get stressed. Then I might get overwhelmed. And I use this practice, this check-in practice, um, for a class I worked with for two years over their GCSE period, year 10 to 11. And it was incredible how this two-minute tool at the start of the lesson became so useful to how I would then approach the lesson. Because as we got towards the exams, I was getting so much more stress, overwhelm, panic, you know, that kind of thing. So I knew that to help those children and young people at that time, I couldn't just go in with, okay, you've done your mock and you all did really badly and we all need to do better because they were already on edge. So I needed to do some kind of monitoring activity or uh, space or time so that they could calm down so that they could learn. Now, that's a really useful strategy that can totally involve menstrual cycle awareness because then a young person who is feeling perhaps a different way depending on where they are in their cycle can express that but we don't have to name it as and she's on the blob yeah. <laughs> that's what the kids will say <laughs> that's um, so that's, that's a really useful thing that's really and powerful. then um the other thing i do is i'm very open so um i had it, it was the same class actually a girl who was really struggling one day and she oh my goodness got so much back chat attitude it was a double period nearly two hours um, and so I took her out and I said, look, I, I don't know what's going on with you today, but it seems like anything I say, you, you know, you're, you're, you're pushing back at me. And I said, what's going on? And she said, miss, I just can't do it anymore. I said, um, and she said, I'm getting loads of pressure from home to do well on the exams. We keep having these stupid assemblies telling me to do well. I am revising. It's not going in. I'm just really stressed, right? That's the heightened state this child was in. Hence why the behavior was coming out. And all I said to her was, you don't have to answer this, um, but it's just something to think about. Whereabouts, like, whereabouts are you with your period? She didn't necessarily know the term menstrual cycle awareness, but whereabouts are you with your period? And she just looked at me, looked at me she went, oh my God, miss, how do you know? I'm late. I was due last week. You know? Yeah. And I said- There's to, the connections. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It was great. And I said, okay, so when your period's delayed, I said, it can be really frustrating. We all know that place. Um, and it can be really worrying. I said, also, it, that can happen because of the stress. I said, so what, you, what would be really advisable? What I do in this situation, do something that makes me feel really good. So we, this was like a two minute conversation. This didn't take long. But I said to her, okay, what could you do this evening that would make you feel really comfortable, that would make you feel really calm? And there was some series or something she was watching okay let's get some chocolate etc etc and I said to her right for the rest of this lesson I'm not going to push you at all because I know what it's like when you're waiting for your bleed I said but there's just this minimal amount you need to do and then next week when you come in we're going to get back on it mm. and guess what she went in there she did the work she was absolutely fine next lesson she was back on it I managed to again save all that behavior stuff coming up because of menstrual cycle awareness that's, that's a really good well done you I mean it's it's 
when I hear that, the things that come up just listening to that are the fact that, A, we're all human and the more we bring our humanness into school, into the classroom and not machines just ticking away, the response is so much. Another was, I see you. And Mm. also just in the registration thing, a lot of the time the behaviour comes up because there isn't emotional literacy. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to say how we're feeling. And so actually this cycle work, because it's something they're going through anyway, is such a good way in to mm-hmm. getting students to understand themselves better and give some language towards it. So I'm, I'm aware we're coming towards our end and I, I, I really want to just kind of ask you, and it's something we ask all our listeners, given so much of our work is... Um, trying to support young people into healthy adulthood and through some sorts of uh, frameworks around rites of passage. And I just love to know um, what wisdoms you would have loved to have known when you were your teenage self that would mm-hmm. have supported you on your journey. And in that are probably wisdoms that our listeners will can take mm. from. Yes. So To answer that, I want to introduce one of the maps that Red School talk about. And this is the map of the seasons, we call it. Okay, And there are many layers and depths to this map. Um, But I want to just introduce the idea here. And you can go off and, and read the book and look at the stuff online that Red School have if you want to know more. But essentially, the menstrual cycle follows the same patterns as the seasons so we have an inner winter and the inner winter is when we bleed and this is the time if you think about winter on the planet it's the time when when we shut shop animals hibernate the the trees lose their leaves and we have that time that winter time and nothing much goes on and nothing much moves in nature in winter and that's okay and that's part of it and we need it then we go into the springtime of our cycle so this is um we finish the bleed so as i said earlier day one is you know it's really hard to teach this without a a piece of paper in a circle but you can go and look on red school's website and find this information um so you come out of the bleed and you're starting to go into your inner springtime if we think about spring it's about new it's about creativity it's about play it's about fun and innocence actually and there is once you start um practicing your menstrual cycle awareness you will find this is the arch- archetypical um version and um, you'll find you might find you have this time of your cycle so it's a time to play it's a time to be creative and then we go into the summer now the summer is the part of our um menstrual cycle that is the most accepted by society this is our wonder woman time so if you're a mom you can you you look comparant with your little finger whilst running the pta whilst uh, crocheting a a blanket um whilst leading your own entrepreneurial business you know that it's that time it's wonder woman time you can do anything and it's it's a really it's a time for um being out there with the world connecting with people it's very very easy and then there's a crossover as we go into autumn. Now that can be for lots of um, people a tricky time because the energy suddenly drops. So biologically what's going on here, we were ovulating in summer. So we had more energy. 
and then as we go into autumn that that energy is going okay and this is the area that can be very um, challenging for a lot of people because we get very critical in this autumn okay so things are letting go things aren't as sunny as they used to be and we can we can face a lot of inner criticism at this time and sometimes that can go out towards other people yeah there's a lot of nodding going on here for the, <laughs> for the recording <laughs> and but also it's a fantastic time for discernment for a time to as i said earlier like sort out what's in what's out it's mm. a really good decluttering time so if you ever need anything decluttering whether that's emotionally mentally or whether it's your desk <laughs> you, know, you need to do decluttering put it in the inner autumn um and then of course we cross back into that winter so as i said that's a very very brief explanation of the inner seasons but that map to me was and still is an absolute key mm. um because once i knew that map i could start working with it now as i said that's the that's the archetypical map not all um women and non-binary people will experience it in that way um so personally when i started i discovered i only had summer and winter which explained why i was having so much pain because i wasn't going so through the processing yeah so imagine if the planet didn't go through autumn imagine if the planet oh. didn't go through spring and imagine if the planet tried to make winter as small as possible preferably yeah. one day if it has to be <laughs> right. you know yeah. the, it, it would suffer and that's what happens to us mm. and it and the effects then become physical um, they become um, emotional mental um, and, and spiritual and so that map that map is the key and i think the the last piece that i really want to make sure i get in here is i've talked about red school a lot and i haven't spoken about these incredible founding women who created this so that is alexandra pope and shane hugo Wurlitzer. and these two women are doing some incredible groundbreaking work in this they have been holding this vision um, for a very long time and i'm very aware that now me talking now is like the fruits of their vision from 30 40 years ago you oh, know? extraordinary it's <laughs> so exciting like, i feel tingly there's a there's a yeah. kind of lineage here and of course they've worked with lots of other women they're not the they're not the only people working on this um but uh in the way that i'm talking everything i've talked about today the maps the menstrual cycle awareness the one percent shift etc it all comes from them their research and their research is working with women and people who menstruate and like you said earlier asking these questions having these conversations yeah. and finding the nuances and the experiences that that haven't been able to be aired up to this point so oh, yeah. i have to i have to honor them and thank them with this work too well yeah thank you for honoring them and i want to honor you for bringing that and articulating it in such an accessible way and i just think that we could all just take a moment to just honor our cycles and all the listeners that are having their cycles um it's been a real honor and and just an i feel like we've been on a real journey and i'm like coming out of a of a <laughs> journey state so thank you so much for 
sharing your time. I just also want to say that I'm a really big fan of your work. Um, and please go and check out Adele um, and her website. We'll put the we'll put all the the notes out. You've got some great work, but um, yeah, tune in. And you've got a TED talk coming up, so that's yes, very yes. exciting. So I've got a TEDx talk. It was supposed to be 2020, but you know, hey ho. Um, so that will be coming early next year. I know the date, but it's not publicly released yet, so I don't want to get told off. Um, but yes, that is coming. So my TEDx talk is um, it's around the Miss I Don't Give a Shit, and it's called See the Child, Not the Behavior. So that's coming out on there. And then, as you referred to, yes, I've got my own website, which is adelbateseducation.co.uk and on there you'll find there is I mean I've got a whole host of blogs now there are a few blogs around menstruality and education if you want to read up on those and then if you're particularly looking for behavior training I've got some online uh, offerings on there there's two free video series that you can sign up for and also I have some other kind of much more in-depth online trainings and things there's one on there at the moment which is um, a six-part mini-series it's downloadable and that can be used either individually for teachers or it could be used for senior management to use as kind of group activities and things so yeah there's lots on there and if you've got any questions on anything that I've spoken about today you can either get me on the website adelebateseducation.co.uk or you can go over and find me on twitter and I'm at adelebateszz so yeah there's all that stuff plus of course the redschool.net where you can find more information about the fabulousness that is menstruality menstrual cycle awareness and we haven't mentioned it but they they are getting on to menopause now as well very very good oh thank you so much Adele I'm aware you're about to go traveling so enjoy the travels and thank you so much for giving up your time and just imparting so much wisdom and knowledge thanks so much for listening to crossing the threshold we hope you've enjoyed the show with myself and Adele you can learn more about her and her work and the work of the red school in our show notes so check out all the links there as well as the menstrual cycle a free map that the red school um, offer we just wanted to say a big shout out and thanks to nick sims and the green barge audio for the production